Is the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's the big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280. The Zone want to remind you about our friends at Christian Roberts Mortgage. If you're going to work with an expert for your next home loan, you need to connect with the most referred lender in Utah, Christian Roberts Mortgage, specializing in jumbo loans. It's time for What's Going On. Checking in with the other uh, shows on the Zone Sports Network. Let's start with DJ and PK, shall we, Gordon? Yeah, let's do it. They're talking about the, the Jazz, their loss in Game 4. And PK apparently still believes. You have your doubts. I believe they're going to win this series. Nice. Because I believe they're going to reach down. And they're going to summon something that's there that doesn't show up on a film session. Not that that's not important because it is extremely important. I don't doubt that. I don't doubt the. Yeah, analytics. it might show up on a film session because I think the things you're talking about will lead to the, you know, the the open shooters are going to see when they watch film. You know, when when you have that, you're talking about it, it can show you, up, you're but it have might not. Energy to close out. Yeah, and challenge that shot because the contested shots that's hard. The person, the 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 odds of them going in go way down when you contest them. Summon energy where energy might not be there. On the surface, find a way. That's the beauty of this thing, man. Oh, I love being in this situation where you're counted out. Nobody believes in you. They think you're dogs. They think you're a fraud. You're not good enough. I'm two months into my career, if you call it that, at the watchdog. And the editor says to me, I think you should find another job. Freaking two months. And I move my family 10 hours. And I'm two months into the job. And I'm told... I think you should find another job. Two months. I got 18 months <laughs> in before they told me that. Not here. Yeah. Well, they were wrong. No, they were wrong about you. Some would say they weren't. You're still here. What was that? They're gone. Give me that moment. Then. <laughs> You're still here. No, the, before that. They're gone. No. The, oh. <laughs> I didn't know which one you wanted. <laughs> and now, boys... Everybody's counting you out. You were a fraud this season. You're only number one because Anthony Davis and LeBron missed like got hurt 45, 50 games, whatever. And the Clippers had no interest. And Jamal Murray got hurt. And the Suns, you're a nice, cute story, but who cares about you? Suns can 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 claim that too. The Jazz and Suns, it's it's like uh, it's like when a trainer enters two horses in the same race, right? One and one A. And you're there because the LA teams didn't want it or were too hurt to go get it. Yeah. Yeah. In Clippers case, it's more about preventative. Well, he's played three in a row. And and Jamal Murray got hurt. And blew out his knee. A serious, serious injury for the young man. Wish him well in his recovery. Get back soon. So all these things. The lead your hero, Colin Cowherd. (laughs) <laughs> my hero. The guy who ran it up there on the state taxes that you thought was so insightful. 
And, Multiple agents saying that. He didn't just come up with that. And they were wrong. Well, agents are still advising their clients. And they that. were it's still wrong. happening. And they were wrong. Well, I don't think they were. I'm looking at you, Kevin Durant. I'm looking at you, Anthony Davis. I'm looking at you, LeBron James. If you want to go to California, the most taxed state, that's wrong. They're not going to California with an aching in their heart. They're going to California with a cash in their bank account. That's the new updated version of the Led Zeppelin song. Sing it. Going to California, all sorts of money in my pocket. Yeah. Your hero is saying, they're done. Don't even bother to show up. Start, Mike, get ready for next season, wherever you may be. Because you're not going to play again. We do have that tweet coming in. Has Conley played his last game for the Jazz? No. I would accept there. I would expect that there's some type of Anthony Davis effort to play, even if he can't go. I don't know how close he is to being 100 percent healthy. You need to be 100. percent That's the point. That's why I think that some Jazz fans, it's under their skin. Do you need to be 100 percent to play? I think that that is the organization's attitude towards injuries. And I think that's why Donovan miss, Mitchell missed game one against Memphis. That was their... Somebody thought he wasn't 100%, so he So sat. that was their attitude then. Is it their attitude now? Stakes are much, much higher. Yeah, I think you get deeper in a series, there's a chance that changes. But I don't know how close he is to 100%. I mean, is he, is he going to be 100% for a game five, six, or seven? Or is he going to come back... Because he's 80% and he wants to give it a go because it's an elimination game. I think the one thing that I, I mean, I don't know any of this, but what I suspect is that he won't finish the series. He, he's not done. He's, he's going to dress at some point. Maybe not. Okay. Maybe, it's, maybe it's worse than that. But I think he'll at least make an attempt to go if they're down 3 2. Well, I'm going to pull out a fancy phrase that I used earlier. Tomorrow night is the de facto elimination game. And that's where I was about to go. Do they feel like he has to go tomorrow? Because if they're down 3-2, do they think they have a chance going to L.A.? I have a chance. They have a chance, but But do they think they do? Sure. I think they will. Yeah. I think they will. Yeah. But it'll be a longer shot. Clippers are great when things are going well, as are most of us. It's harder when things are going poorly. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's DJ and PK this morning uh, talking about this series and how it may turn. Um, de facto closeout game. I mean, I, it's important. Game five is important. I think it is. It is the clincher. At, le- at least it is if the Clippers win. Uh, the Jazz still have work to do. But uh, based on what I've seen, I'm not sure that the Jazz can beat the Clippers in L.A. I mean, it's just. I'm not going to say they can't because I've seen these tides turn in these playoff series before, but it sure seems like it'll be difficult for them. And so they have to get this game tomorrow night. And I'm curious to see how they're going to react, Jake. How are they going to play? Are they going to play the way they did in L.A. in front of their home fans with all that energy in the building? I mean, the Grizzlies beat them here. When Donovan Mitchell couldn't play, but I, that's that's what I want to see. What the because I thought the energy level was it wasn't it wasn't at bottom it wasn't at the bottom, but it wasn't as high as it needed to be, and there the judgment was off uh, a tad bit as well. And I thought they were just like Quinn said. I thought uh, that the Clippers got in the Jazz's heads. They have um, to exercise all that, and it's much easier to do at home. 
easier to do at home, but I, I mean, out of all the basketball we've seen from the Jazz this year, you don't think they could beat the Clippers twice in a row? I think they could. Why not? Well, based on what I saw in L.A., I think that's a tough place for the Jazz to beat them. Was that because they were in L.A.? I don't know. The, 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 the switch sort of flipped from Game 2 to Game 3. It did. I thought we, we dug into a lot of those reasons. Yeah, there were a bunch of reasons, but I think uh, it – if that if game three had been here, do you think the same result would have happened? Based on the adjustments, very possible. Sure. Mm. Why not? Uh, because the Jazz were were not fully engaged, and that's solely because they were in Los Angeles. No, not nothing is solely, but it's uh, it's a contributing factor. Well. I still think that this team playing at its best can beat anybody twice in a row, regardless of where they're playing. Okay. And if they figure out some of the things that have been going wrong and get the Clippers to adjust to them like they did in games one and two, then I I, have, I certainly could see the Jazz beating the Clippers twice in well, a row. Well, we saw hints of it in, in last night's game, but certainly not enough to win the game. So and I don't know. It, it, don't get me wrong. Game five is important for all the reasons you're laying down. I'm not, I'm not throwing that away. But I don't think it's I don't think they're doomed if they lose game five. All right. Gonna be much, much more difficult if they do. Well yeah, because then you have to win two elimination games in a row. Nobody's saying that easy is easy, but I don't think it's over. All right. I think they could win in LA. I think it's a ninety plus percent chance that they don't. Whoa. Why? I watched the last two games. Yeah, but the best NBA team playing the worst NBA team is never a 90% winning <laughs> uh, uh, percentage. Chance of winning, uh, 90%. <laughs> it does have to win the game tomorrow night. That's, that's 90%. <laughs> Where do you put it? A lot better than 10% chance they could win in L.A. <laughs> All right. All right, you have your opinion, I have mine. They have to get this game tomorrow night. If they get the game tomorrow night, then I would abridge that percentage. I would upgrade it to maybe 40, 60. Because the wind would be blowing in the other direction. Yeah, they, they would be. So, that way will have regained yeah. momentum. Hmm. And if they win tomorrow night, then they will have found some of the answers of which we were speaking earlier. And uh, hence, they might be able to apply that down there. 90%. If they lose tomorrow night. I think they're cooked if they lose tomorrow night. That's just me. Who's the worst team in the league this year? Uh, Was it Minute? The Rockets, wasn't it? Rockets. The Rockets were playing the Suns today. Let's just leave the Jazz and the Clippers out of it. They'd have a much better chance than 10% of winning that basketball game. Playing who? The Rockets playing who? The Suns. No way. Any NBA team has a better ten no. percent chance of winning uh, on a know. nightly basis. Yes. Yeah, I don't think so. Go look at the what's that uh, silver guy's <laughs> stupid website? Five twenty nine thousand dot com or whatever it is. Five thirty eight. Never see a ninety percent win chance. You're just burying the Jazz. By the way, before you even know the outcome of tomorrow night's game, I said if they lose tomorrow night. Right, exactly. And if they win tomorrow night, that total Then it goes up to 40. Then you throw out your opinion. Jazz can't win in L.A. 
Unless they win here. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Who's with me on this? I'm telling you, I'm right. The Jazz win tomorrow night, then I would give them a 40% chance to win in L.A. If they lose tomorrow night, then they're going to lose in L.A. But then by your very own uh, definition, that would have very little to do with where they're playing the game. Uh, Well, it would have something to do with that. But if they win tomorrow night, then they will have made some adjustments that would enable them to have better chances of winning in L.A. But right now, based on what we saw, uh, it's dubious. That's not being pessimistic. That's just like looking at the facts. Yeah, that. They lost by a combined 40 points to that team in two games, in playoff games. Okay. Kawhi Leonard and and Paul George went for what? 62 and 65? Okay. (laughs) Okay. I haven't seen – if I see answers tomorrow night here, then I'll believe in answers down there. Now that your brilliant, uh, you know, coach uh, Ty Lu has made his adjustments that were so pivotal to the Clippers being so dominant down there at Staples. You ever been to Staples? It's not like a dominant atmosphere. It's uh, it's kind of weird that way, but but yet seems to have so much impact on this series in your mind. Strange. Well, I, did you watch the games? I did watch the games. Yeah. All right. I don't think that it had all that much to do with Staples. Well, it's one heck of a coincidence then. Let's get to Hanson Scotty. Uh, Bowler was filling in, and uh, apparently they're talking about a dog story. This is a story about a dog. Uh, dog's name is Tilly. Two-year-old Border Collie okay. uh, was in the back of a truck. Okay, as, And this is up in northern Idaho, uh, near the Idaho Oregon border. Uh, I believe actually Tilly's family is from Oregon, but anyway, they were driving through northern Idaho and uh, there was a car accident and and uh, Tilly was ejected from the truck. This okay. is going to turn into no, a no, good story? Just, just work with me a little bit. Okay. Talk and roll. Um, so anyway, drop, drop and roll through, you know, all the police show up everybody, and the owner's like, where's Tilly? They can't find Tilly. They're like, oh, no, like they went through. They, they, they thought the worst that Tilly had died in the car accident. They was thrown from the vehicle. They couldn't find Tilly at all. And they, they just they, they were sick to their stomach because they loved Tilly so much. And now they can't find Tilly. Uh, well, um, a few days later, a couple that has a herd of sheep go out to gather the sheep and try to figure out what's going on. And they see this dog herding the sheep. And you did mention earlier Border Collie. Border Collie. they like, whose dog is this? They put the picture of the dog up on Facebook, find out that Tilly got ejected, got lost, and thought, well, I got to go make a living for myself. I'm on my own now. Great story. Tilly goes out, starts herding sheep. They find, uh, they, they, uh, they bring Tilly back to the family. Everybody's happy. Scotty, look. No my, Traegers my, are involved. My question, to you, <laughs> my question to you is, I mean, how far was this dog ejected into the sheep? I mean, did, did, was it was this dog just dropped into a sheep herd? I, oh, it was. Uh, they said it was about five miles from the accident, where the herd, where they found Tilly herding these this herd of sheep. Great story. See, there you go, Lloyd. 
It's not all bad. <laughs> Thank you. So really, I really appreciate that. Right when you said the thing was ejected from the car, I'm like, wow. This where's is, this story going? It's not going in a great bad place, the Scotty. Scotty, you, you redeemed no. yourself. I've learned my lesson. I will not talk about anything bad happening to any dog. Yeah, I mean, I guess until tomorrow. the accident was kind of bad, but he's lived. He said uh, the owner said uh, that the dog looked a little underweight, but other than that, looked completely healthy. So well, that's his what, fault. Should have taken rule? one of those sheep. What's the rule of thumb? Putting a dog in the back of a pickup truck. Uh, up where I grew up, there was always a dog in the back of your truck. But, I mean, are you supposed to, like, uh, have a little bit of leash and a little bit of space to let him roam so he uh, doesn't? Or I don't this, think so. It this scares case, the heck out of me, Bowler, by the way. When I see dogs in the, in the back, and gonna, I know they're, like, trained, but I just it just scares me. I feel like they're always going to jump out. <laughs> but I guess in this particular case, if he had been had a leash on and leashed down, he would not have most likely survived. I don't think he would have made it, yeah. So, the, if, so, so being running free, the ejection allowed him I think, a second go. I think if you put a leash on it, it's going to end up like that yeah. National Lampoon vacation. Oh, my gosh. Okay, there it is, Scotty. He, I think it kept up with you for the first mile the first mile. <laughs> the first mile, he really he caught up with you. Here, I'll go back and get the leash. And then yeah. chase, uh, you know. Yeah. He acts like he's really upset about it. So there you go. Tilly's fine. Dog's fine. Good news, Scotty. Everybody's happy. Everybody's I'm glad reunited. I stopped by today. Is it, is Uplifting the, show, is, isn't it, Bullard? Is the, is the memory of sugar, like, too much to overcome? Like, oh, hey, oh, hey, stop hey. It, dude. Well, no, I'm just Scotty, asking, like, why would you knock it off? I'm just 17 years. 17 years. She was a, a tough one, a gamer. Wow. But just a little. But you know what I think is the fact like that. like a shih tzu? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes, you did. No, you you knew. Yes, it was a Shih Tzu. Was it? Smart as a tack. Yeah. Was uh, it? But over the last year, it was rough. Really? That's too bad. Yeah. Was that uh, an aggressive? Because some of those dogs get a little aggressive. No, no, no. She uh, grew up with the three three guys, and she was great. Oh, man, I've had a rough morning. (laughs) Throwing in uh, a vacationing hance there at the end. Wow. Aren't you not supposed to put dogs in the back of a pickup? I always kind of thought that. But then again, I'm, I'm never really been a pickup guy. But it, I, I'm with Lloyd. It always makes me nervous when I see it. Well, I'm, now that I'm driving a pickup, kind you of. know, I, <laughs> I, I don't think I put a dog back there. It's kind of a pickup and you kind of drive it. Because I don't want my, my dog, you know, ejected like that. Um, I don't know what to make of that story. You know, because if Tilly got got ejected from the back of the pickup truck, wouldn't she have, or he, or whatever, have seen that where the folks were? What folks? The folks that were involved in the in the accident. Maybe they were worried about themselves, and Tilly went running. I don't know. But but but, but is that is that common? I would expect Tilly to hang around for a while. <laughs> Why have you met Tilly? <laughs> no, but that's where that's where the dog's owners. That were. doesn't sound like Tilly. Have you ever <laughs> seen dogs that just go running like a bat out of hell, regardless of where their owners are? Up at uh, the junior high, Jake frequents. Well, oh, you know, jeez, I don't know. I, I'm not sure. Have you ever seen that movie Funny Farm? Yeah, yeah, where they get that dog, and as soon as they get it to the house, it just takes off running, <laughs> yeah. gone. Yeah, that's like one in three dogs is that way. You know, when Bowler was talking about sugar, 
it brought back memories because we used to talk about sugar, the uh, sugar, the Shih Tzu that didn't shed. And uh, I know that Bowler was close to sugar. And Scotty kind of brought it up in a rough way and uh, kind of talking like it was an it, you know. <laughs> you know? I know what? Well, that was kind of insensitive on his part. It was impolite at best. Yes. Don't you think? Yep. A little bit? Dude, Scotty. Maybe because first, okay, it's sugar and it's a shih tzu who doesn't shed. And he was bringing up the it and calling it sugar and it. I know, but listen. Listen here. And he wasn't sheepish about it. Scotty. Nice. Scotty grew up on a farm. He's a farm guy. Have you ever seen the the Lion King uh, song, The Circle of Life, that whole thing? I, I love it. Uh, you know, Hans is crying about Gus out on the field, but yet got home and dove into some nice brisket. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Not like dog brisket. <laughs> but this, you know, it's it's the circle of life. Things yeah, live, but, things die. Yeah, but you, I mean, no, 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 no. Yes, Do yes, yes, yes. Dogs get much closer to their families than just that. Okay. I mean, you're you're sustaining it like you're figuring out an accounting problem or something. It's, no. it's, it's emotional. It is emotional. But let me, let me ask you this. If Jake you, is the play-by-play -play guy in that high school game. No, if it— uh, He is. That's him. Well, right there's one more, that, yes, one more gone yes. but not forgotten, and that's uh, our sweet days, or our sweet Lucy— uh, at the age of 12, she was run over oh, yes. in our driveway. Oh, oh, like that? Was she run over like that? <laughs> things live and things die. Still we got funny. a game to call here. Still no, uh, listen, in my life, I've lost pets, dogs close to me. It's sad. I got it. I got it. But if it's going to do that to you, just, just cripple you, why would you get a dog in the first place? You know the lifespan of your average dog. Yeah, but dog. you want to love that dog. You get that dog, you grow fond of it. And it becomes a part of your family. Right. But the, you still are operating under the with the knowledge that yeah, a the, dog only lives so long. Knowledge is, yeah, but it gets mixed up in the emotion of it because you grow very fond of that dog, fonder than maybe you even thought you would. And so when you lose that, that, that dog, it's not an easy thing. It's difficult for people to say goodbye. But yet chowing down on Bessie. No issue there. No, no Wait, one thought. Chewing down this, on what? This, this uh, was, that, was that was that was Bessie a pet? Bessie's a, like a name for a cow, right? Yeah, but it's not a pet. Uh, my my mom grew up with Herman the cow that one day was was uh, Herman, oh, really? was Herman the porterhouse Herman yeah. the harvested right. Yeah. And by the way, how many chicken sandwiches have you uh, consumed in your day? And you were a proud chicken owner. Yeah, but it took me a while to get there. You know, I couldn't eat chicken for a while. Until it was next prepared. Yeah, until, you know. Well, it was on the. Until KFC the opened the next, the next, <laughs> next day. next day. <laughs> so, but it was difficult nonetheless. Yeah. I don't know, Jake, you, you seem pretty hard-hearted about this. Old I'm game. not you trying do. to be hard-hearted about it. I'm really not. Things live, they die, move on. But yeah. if, if I were going to be so, like, crushed by it all, then I just, I, I wouldn't sign up for it. In the well, first have place. you had a dog since you were a kid? Yeah. You had a dog as, as an adult? We had a family dog, yeah. Oh, I th was it the same one you had as a kid? Uh, no. What was your What was your childhood dog? Loggins. Okay, and who, what was the next dog? Kodiak. <laughs> okay.
It was a Malmute. Oh. And did you grow close to it? Yeah, of course. I don't think it sounds like it. I don't think you sound... You don't sound... Who are you to judge that? You don't sound... You have no idea. You don't sound torn up at all. Like that? I was sad. I was sad when we had to go into the backyard and lift her into the car. And and take her down to be, you know... Oh, my gosh. What? To be what? It's called being an adult. This, this what are show, we supposed to do? Leave her there? This show just went Wilson Wallace or uh, Wilson Rollins. What's the guy's name? Who that wrote Old Yeller? Oh, I don't know. I feel like we've gone Casey Kasem on this whole thing. A little now. bit. A little bit. I, I, but I I'm feel just, like I was I'm pushed in this direction. I'm shocked at your nonchalant attitude about dogs passing on, man. That's that's that's, that's, that's something that people. I have a hard time with it. I am not the one whose dog got an expensive medical procedure and came in the next day. Oh, you charged someone for the no, no, I shouldn't have done it. Who did that? You did. What did I do? Wasn't that the last dog you had? No. Hmm. No. Got a, got a hair transplant? No, or? no. I said that my dog was limping and I took it into the vet and they said that'll be, uh, he needs an ACL. And he said that'll be like $1,900. And I said, okay, I'll think about it. And two days later, my dog was jumping around like nothing had happened. So I didn't get an expensive. I only have one Porsche. Medical procedure. Thank you, Austin. It was totally fine. That's one. That's a whole tire for my Porsche. Totally fine, according to you. Oh, the dog was fine. Yeah. Ran like a like. It had three other ACLs. (laughs) Yeah. What does that vet know? It's only his job. The vet was wrong. And maybe a little <laughs> money hungry. You? The dog was money fine. Hungry. The, dog, the dog was doing just fine. It didn't never limped, nothing. Lived, and that was a big old, big old German shepherd, and it was it lived to be almost 13 years old. And it was doing doing just fine. Limped but, the whole way home. Because <laughs> Gordon couldn't pony up a couple of hundred bucks. <laughs> Not at it's all. pronounced Porsche. Not one. Struggled with stairs. If, for, no, you know. <laughs> if I had seen that dog limp, I would have. I the vet had said there was a problem. I said there wasn't. Who was right? I was, according to you. No, it was. In... All right. There wasn't even a hint of a limp. No limp hint. Oh. <laughs> uh, Bob's next. I know. I know how close Bowler was to Sugar, and for you, for for Scotty to have just dismissed that, like nobody's dismissing anything. We're just like that. What did he say? Austin? Did he say? uh, You know, say first he called Sugar it, (laughs) and then he and then he like treated it like it was nothing. Stay tuned. More next. Ninety-seven-five and twelve minute the zone. This is DJ and PK. Time to welcome in Bob Casper, Real Golf Radio. Much has been made of this Kepka DeChambeau thing. What is your feeling on supposedly it is good for the game? I think rivalries are good for the game, and the media is probably blown a little bit out of proportion. But I thought it was pretty funny that Brooks Kepka last week wasn't playing, and guys were given Bryce in the business and got tossed out of the tournament for doing it. And then Brooks ended up giving them 50 cases of beer. You know, I think it'll be what it is. The guys aren't crazy mad at each other or anything like that.
like that. I think it's kind of a fun thing. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 till 10 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 Zone. Time to talk a little golf. Also time to get a qualifier. Be caller 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE. You'll be paired with a top 25 player or possibly 26 in the field. If the player assigned to you wins uh, the U.S. Open, you'll receive a Callaway staff bag. Qualifiers uh, will be assigned today and tomorrow. We also got some on Monday. It's the U.S. Open giveaway brought to you by our friends at uh, Uinta Golf, serving Utah golf since 1971. Let's get out of the zone phone. Of course, you hear him on Real Golf Radio every Saturday morning and uh, does a great job covering all the majors for the station. He's our friend Bob Casper. What's up, Bob? Hey, guys. How you doing? I'd be doing a lot better if uh, (laughs) Brooks was playing with Bryson. (laughs) That would have been fun to see, no doubt about it. But unfortunately, they aren't. Um, it's, uh, it's kind of an interesting situation that, that they have, uh, kind of come up with, um, Bryson DeChambeau, uh, likes it. He thinks it's kind of fun. Um, Steve Stricker, the Ryder cup captain is not too happy about it, but, um, when it comes down to it, uh, both the guys have said that, you know, they're going to be teammates and everything will be fine. And, uh, and they're looking forward to the Ryder cup later in September, but they won't play together. Well, they're not playing to get. They're not playing together, and they're not paired together in the first two rounds of the U.S. Open, which is what a lot of people were were looking for. You know, in 2008, when Tiger won, the top three players in the world were um, Tiger and Phil and Adam Scott, and they were all paired in the first in the first two rounds of the U.S. Open there at Pebble Beach, or not Pebble Beach, but at Torrey Pines. Um, a lot of people were saying, well, maybe the USGA will pair Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau together, but they did not. And, and you know, it's unfortunate, but it's not. It would have been fun to see. But, um, you know, it's all good. Bob, how hard is this course going to play uh, with USGA oh my. doing their thing? Oh, my. You know, uh, 2008 um, was the last time it was played there. Um, one under par played off. That was Rockwell Media and Tiger Woods. Um, I don't see it being any easier. Um if it is, it's because they've added a little bit more water to the golf course and they've softened some things up. But from what players are saying, um, the golf course is getting some speed to it in the fairways. The greens are the greens are firm and the fairways are starting to bake out a little bit, get get kind of turn that little uh, almost brown color. And so if that's the case, um, it's only going to play 100 yards shorter than it did in 2008. Um, that's not going to make that big a deal. Uh, and so I, I don't think it's going to be it's going to be lower than three or four under par that's going to win the golf tournament. So uh, Bob, what's the length of the course and as it stands, and have they grown the rough up uh, real tall the way uh, often is the case? You know, usually they do, Gordon, grow the rough up quite a bit. Um, when Brian Taylor and I were down there about three weeks ago, we got to play the South Course, and. Um, there was, you know, our, we had the soles of our shoes had um, fertilizer on them 
they were fertilizing the the rough to get it to grow more, um, get it higher. Um, it's still not where exactly where they would like it to be. Some lies are pretty thick. Some lies are a little spotty. So it's kind of just uh, luck if you hit it out in the rough and um, and you get a good lie that you can advance and get all the way up onto the green. But the golf course is playing uh, almost 7,700 yards. It was 7,800 yards in 2008. There are uh, four holes on the golf course that that are between 460 and 500 yards as far as par fours are concerned. Mm. And there are three holes on the golf course that are par fours that are between 501 and 515 yards. Wow. So um, it's, it's, it's going to be extremely tough, um, especially if, uh, the, you know, that June gloom or that marine layer comes in. Um, then the ball definitely not, does not fly as far, um, which is going to, you know, which is going to uh, be a detriment to everybody with their shots. Um, it's on the coast. It's on the Pacific coast. Um, the air is heavy there. Um, guys are going to, you know, guys will adjust to it. And these guys are the best players in the world. And it blows me away how great golfers they are. So what's going to be the key uh, then, Bob, keeping it on the fairway or hitting bombs? Yeah. Well, you know, um, it, it's it's going to play one of two ways, Jake, and, and you've said it both. Um, the guys that are the bombers, if everybody, if nobody can keep it in the fairways, the guys that are the bombers are going to have the advantage because they can hit it far, get it as far down there as they can, and then have shorter clubs coming in the holes. Now, if the fairways are if the fairways are running and got, but guys are still able to keep it in the fairways, then the then that's going to be the premium. Um, for for the guys. Last year, um, the rough was extremely wrong, long. Um, the whole field had a difficult time keeping the ball in the fairway. So a guy like Bryson just hit as hard as he could, got it down there as far as he could, and, uh, and was able to take advantage of the golf course. So um, it could go one of two ways, and it will remain to be seen what happens um, when they start on Thursday and Friday. Bet you Bob was hitting bombs when he was playing it a few weeks. Not ago. me. I bet he was. I, I, I am a lightweight man. <laughs> I don't believe it for a so, second. So, Bob, just for uh, our listeners, uh, can you give them a tip on the best way to extricate yourself out of deep rough? Uh, what's the What's the key for these professional golfers and for anybody who finds himself in that situation? You got to be extremely strong, um, and and these guys. These guys understand what they need to do to uh, to be able to hit it out. One of the things they'll have to do is their golf swing cannot be more. It, when you sweep the ball, you have a difficult time in the rough. When your when your swing is more upright and you and you hit down on the ball more, it's easier for you to get the ball out of the rough. So that's the way that you that you get it out. And most of these guys that are really strong. They definitely are guys that hit down on the ball and have a little bit more upright swing. Bob, we appreciate you. We'll be listening uh, Saturday morning. Sounds good, guys. Take care. There you go, Bob Casper, Real Golf Radio. Coming up next, Not Sports Report, expecting some jazz media availability. Bowler going to join us in the 5 o'clock hour as well. It's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Fires an off-balance three. He hit it. He hit it. He hit it. We ready for war. Never back down. Joe Ingles! We came for the title, killing the game, get on the rise. The 
series is all tied up at two. Oh, Our Utah Jazz are back at home to host the Clippers in game five. Tomorrow, the Jazz Live pregame show kicks off at seven with tip-off at eight on your home for Utah Jazz basketball. Rise, fire, Splash! 97.5, 12.80 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Oh, hey guys, Jake here from my friends at Zero Resin. Listen, whether you like it or not, whether you know it or not, dust, dirt, allergens all get into your house and they all get deep down into your carpets where you don't think it's there, but trust me, it is is and that's where my friends at zero res come in they are amazing they can take care of your carpets your rugs even your furniture they're great with upholstery and tile as well because zero res has uh, proven it over and over again not again uh, not just me but of course lab tested nobody can out clean zero res they use that powered water don't use soaps or shampoos or dangerous chemicals meaning uh, they don't leave uh, those chemicals will leave behind residue that attracts dirt back into your carpet so with Zero Res, your carpets are going to get cleaner and they're going to stay cleaner longer. And right now they have a great deal going for Zone listeners. Call them, 801-288-9376. Tell them you heard it from Jake on The Zone. They're going to hook you up. Just $33 per room carpet clean. Minimum supplied, but no maximums. And here's the kicker. This month only, take 50% off upholstery cleaning. This is a great opportunity to get that taken care of. Call them now, 801-288-9376. That's 801-288-ZERO. Check this out. And now, your not sports report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. This one goes out to Chadwick. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Songs about water. Uh, it's time for the Not Sports Board, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles in inventory. Check them out, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? We're going to Florida. Speaking of water, this story centers on F. A real estate transaction gone bad. Okay. Apparently, there's a small town that's about 50 miles north of Tampa called Brooksville. And this little town had a water tower. Now, I use the term had because they sold it. The water tower. They sold the water tower, but by accident. They didn't mean to sell the water tower. They didn't mean to sell the water tower. They meant to sell a municipal building underneath the water tower. The building underneath it, but they sold the whole water tower. They sold the whole kit and caboodle for $55,000. So some rando just now owns the the town's water supply? A businessman wanted to turn it into a gym. And I I know you need to hydrate when you're working out. The drinking fountains work, I bet. (laughs) But he found out when he went to the county to get an address for his new business location that the parcel he bought included the water tower. Sweet. 
But the city didn't realize that. Oh, boy. So what's he going to do? Well. Because I would play this, this is, to my advantage. This is a good-hearted soul. The man was willing to give it back. Oh, what a softy. <laughs> For free? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, what a loser. You said he's a businessman? Yeah. No, he's not a good one. A city council member says, quote, I don't know where the blame falls here. We're council, city, uh, we're council members and we rely on the city manager. We assume that he has done his due diligence. So in classic political terms, says, we don't know who to blame. That guy. So uh, the city manager, uh, he blamed the use of a, a bad legal description for what happened. What the heck is a bad legal description? Well, I don't know. It sounds like more passing of the buck, no? But if I'm this dude, I'm certainly not giving it back. He's just giving it back? Because I've seen the movie Chinatown. (laughs) You control the town's water supply. (laughs) You control the town. Yes, you do. Well, apparently the city's redevelopment agency director resigned after the accidental sale. And uh, the... uh, the city manager said, eh, we're human. Sometimes we make a mistake. You can't sell the city's water <laughs> supply. That's a huge mistake. It is. I, it is. I mean, that, like you said, the, the man who wanted to uh, uh, build a gym, he had, he had the entire town by the, uh, by the tenders. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing I'm, – I'm spinning that somehow in my favor. Well, he was uh, he was benevolent about it. The city's paying for my vacation or something every year. Like there's there's <laughs> no more taxes. Yeah, yeah, no more city taxes. Period. Wow. Yeah, you're, uh, you're going for the tax free. You want water? <laughs> Hope it rains. See, that's the ultimate trump card. Yeah. You, yeah how, because how do you like drinking water? Uh, well, How's maybe, that working out? Yeah, but for like you? your lawn. If you got too greedy, then I guess they could build another one. How much a building a water tower and the infrastructure that goes along with it would cost? I have no idea. So he probably a lot more than it would be just to pay this guy off. I'll tell you that. <laughs> he was sitting on a gold mine. I mean, water is gold, right? It is. What a waste. The source of life you could just totally strangle out the town. This they is have to like do whatever you ask. <laughs> yeah, right. This is like finding an original copy of the Declaration of Independence and going, "Oh, here, you can right. have it." No, well, you sell this on well, eBay. This not, is, not, this not everyone is uh, is uh, smart, ambitious like that. This is like accidentally stumbling upon like a supervillain plot. You know what I mean? Like, and now I control the town's water. <laughs> <laughs> right, and then just going, I don't want to. Ah, uh, go ahead. You know, wasn't that a wasn't the theme of a of a James Bond movie? I'm then? sure it was. It was that whole uh, the 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 second one with Daniel Craig. That yeah, one. yeah. Uh-huh. See, that's what you do. Yeah. Well, you can move. I mean, if you if you shake this town down for enough money, just bounce. <laughs> so you would have to you would have to get in return at least uh, maybe just south of what it would have cost them to rebuild. Find that sweet spot. No, he was willing to give it back, according to the story. What a sucker. One's born at every minute there, Gordon. That, that story is just perfect for our theme today of water. 
Uh, join us, the big show, coming up on Thursday at the Warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West in Salt Lake City. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. We're going to get to Bowler coming up next. Also, at some point, Jazz Media availability. Uh, we're going to hear, apparently, today from Coach Snyder as well as Joe Ingles. So that's all coming up in the 5 o'clock hour on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.